Hey, how's it going? My name is Chris and I am host of the Stellar Spark Show. And here today we're going to be talking about the potential coronavirus vaccine that has been circulating in the news this week. And it is pretty promising to hear from a citizen's standpoint that there will be a coronavirus vaccine at some point. And it's part of the federal government's Operation Warp Speed, as it's called, to speed up the timeline in order to secure an effective and safe vaccine for this disease. So as of this week, we've been seeing a spike across the country in coronavirus cases, particularly in the South. And I checked out the daily coronavirus map of the U.S., and I saw a lot of hot spots in the southeast, such as Georgia, states like Georgia, Mississippi, Florida, South Carolina, extending all the way to Texas and even parts of Tennessee. So it, it's becoming pretty widespread in those states. And it seems like those states are peaking now, whereas all the other states in the north and the cities there peaked already. So it, it seems like the southern states are really getting hit bad by it right now in terms of the cases rising and the deaths rising as well. But this news of a vaccine is definitely helping quell some fears elsewhere on, on uh, Wall Street with the stock market. because the stock market was up and experiencing some more confidence as of late due to this news. And the other day, AstraZeneca was doing its trial, clinical trials of a potential coronavirus vaccine. And also Oxford University was taking part in that, trying to develop the vaccine there. And then recently today, Pfizer just struck a deal with the U.S. government of about $1.5 billion to get 100 million doses of this basically test vaccine. And if it does pass the regulatory requirements, which it has to do in order to be safe for the consumer, then it'll be ready to be as Trump says, logistically transported by the military to American citizens. So it's really important that the FDA gets this through and it's really safe because the last thing you want is to have major side effects and people suffering after getting the vaccine when they're we're actually trying to prevent this. So. I'm by no means an expert but on, on the health part of it, but as far as politically, the effects of this can be sizable upon the election because it's going to change voters' perspectives about this whole situation. And since, and since President Trump is presiding over this current pandemic, it would go in his favor 
I mean, to go in favor of all of us at the societal level and as far as humanity, but as far as politically speaking, it would benefit the administration in power. Because if President Trump can claim that he's getting this thing under control, he's getting HHS to develop different therapeutics and things to mitigate this disease, as well as getting this vaccine through in Operation Warp Speed, then he could take some substantial credit for it, along with the the impending economic recovery that will happen as a result of finding a vaccine, because if there's a vaccine, then everything is going to probably reopen gradually or at some point. And many, to my knowledge, probably a lot of employers and colleges and universities would likely require that many citizens get this vaccination to prevent another spread, another wave of the coronavirus. So very promising news, very good news on the part of these companies. And another question that President Trump fielded today was about China and of China or yesterday, I believe it was in a, in a press conference about the coronavirus. If China developed a vaccine to the coronavirus, would it be accepted by the U.S.? And President Trump reaffirmed that the U.S. would look at any vaccines that are developed. But I presume the question was asked because many feel that Trump is skeptical of China and its motives, the Chinese government. So, but he stated that the U.S. would take any vaccine because, I mean, who wouldn't? It, it's a cure, excuse me, it's a preventative measure and also might develop a cure in terms of therapeutics to help aid with some of the discomfort that people experience in uh, quelling this vaccine, excuse me, quelling this pandemic. So, yeah, he made that clear and I don't think that Joe Biden is going to be able to effectively say that he handled the swine flu pandemic, the uh, the swine flu epidemic in uh, 2008. Because essentially, they really couldn't do much about it at that time. Whereas at this time, President Trump is taking a leadership role He's accepting responsibility of the consequences that are happening. People are suffering. People are dying of it. And it's inevitable. And he, he said that, you know, one life is too much. It's too many. And I agree with that sentiment. That this is a really challenging time for our nation. But he has to lead us through as the president. It's his responsibility to bring the country together to lead through these crises to a better tomorrow. And I think that that will happen. I think we will get there at some point. It's difficult now, like I said, because of the hardships, not only the direct impacts of the pandemic, but also the indirect impacts of the pandemic. 
such as the economic effects, the societal effects, and the effects on mental health, as well as other issues. So it will end, and if there is, as I discussed in my YouTube video, my latest YouTube video on my channel, if there is a coronavirus vaccine by November, which is possible, it's not likely, but it's possible, if there is a vaccine or preventative measure by the November election, President Trump will be favored because then he could tout the economic recovery, as I said, and many Americans will be protected by the virus, from the virus, excuse me. If there is not a suitable vaccine by November, President Trump is going to have to run a different type of campaign against his opponent. So President Trump right now is focusing on the racial divide and culture war that's happening right now in our country. And Joe Biden is trying to portray himself as more of a uniter. And I'm not too sure how effective that's going to work how, on either side. But I can say that President Trump cannot run on the issue of the coronavirus. I mean, it's just, it, it will probably energize a lot of anti-Trump support because I think this election is going to be about can Biden get the anti-Trump vote out instead of the pro-Biden vote? Because a lot of voters don't seem very enthusiastic to vote for Joe Biden as they are to vote for President Trump. And a lot of Republicans, I think, would turn out to vote, whereas a lot of Democrats and more educated voters would not. So low turnout favors President Trump and the Republicans. High turnout favors the Democrats. And as we saw in elections like 2008 and 2012 with President Obama, he had very high levels of turnout among the African-American community and the other uh, communities as well. And it led to him also being able to carry the support of white working class voters, educated voters across the board. And that's how he won the elections. And this time around, it doesn't seem like President Trump is really going to make any inroads there with educated voters and in the suburbs. He may end up in either improving a little bit or doing much worse in the suburbs this time. Joe Biden, in my view, I don't think he's the ideal candidate for the suburbs, whereas Hillary Clinton or like a Mitt Romney was, they were perfect for the suburbs because they appeal to the more educated voters and the people who like to get into the policy specifics of the legislation and what their agenda is. So, Joe Biden, I think, has more of a working class, blue collar appeal somewhat. I think he will cut into President Trump's lead uh, with those, with that demographic. I don't think he's going to do well enough to win the election. If things could change. He's leading right now in the polls. But as we saw, the polling had a lot of errors in 2016. And there's still polling registered voters right now. So we'll get more of an accurate picture of this election Come around September when they start polling likely voters, and that's the majority of the samples. But for right now, it's registered voters and can't really place a lot of faith in the polls 
at this point. But nevertheless, Joe Biden is up right now in the national lead. And he's also leading in some of the battleground states very narrowly by about three in most states, uh, such as I just saw a poll today that had Biden up. I believe it was in Pennsylvania with 48%, but he's getting around there in the polling in, in many of these swing states. And that's definitely not a safe lead at this point. Biden needs to get 50, about 50% nationally and win this election, as I keep reiterating. And I'm not sure he will do so, but it's definitely possible because the Democrats look on track to win the popular vote again. And this would be the first time in history that an incumbent president has lost the popular vote. Excuse me. The first time that an, a president has lost the popular vote twice is, is what I should say. There has been no president that has lost the popular vote twice in American history. The only president that was able to win during a recession since 1948 was Harry S. Truman in the 1948 election. I talked about this in the Joe Biden video on my channel. And he was also the only president in modern history, modern American history, to win with a negative GDP growth rate as well. But... I believe the economy at that time was just coming out of the recession, whereas right now we're still in the recession. So, however, if there is a vaccine and the U.S. is starting to come out of the recession in the late fall, early winter into the spring, I think that bodes very well for the Trump campaign and not so well for the Democrats across the board, especially Biden. So it remains to be seen what is going to happen, but I know that due to Operation Warp Speed, as the U.S. government likes to call it, that this vaccine will happen, it will get approved, and it will be released, and the public uh, will have to take matters in their own hands because it seems like President Trump doesn't support a national mandate to wear masks right now. And if, if that's the case, he probably will not support mandatory vaccinations. So that'll probably be left up to the states, but we'll see what he does. So appreciate you guys listening today. Hope you guys got some valuable information. And stay tuned about the latest developments about the vaccine trials and their approval. And be sure to check out my channel at Stellar Spark Studios on YouTube. And I always appreciate your support. But thanks for listening. And that's all I have for now. And this is Stellar Spark signing off. And my name is Chris. I, I am host of the Stellar Spark Show. Have a good day.